It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Keeping an objective eye on the NFC East. Well, and also making fun of the Cowboys. Well, thank you very much. It's The Beast, a Radio.com podcast about the enemies of the East. All right, welcome into the beast. This show sucks. Um wow. because yeah, I know. <laughs> don't don't even listen, what just a, hit, hit stop. A, anyway, it was a good stop. talk, everybody. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the show. It's a very short one this week. Let's talk about the Cowboys because as much as it sucks, they've won the division. It's over. Yeah. And here's what I want to look at now. I want to figure out, and we can just sort of go through the league here. If you had to rank where the Cowboys are in relation to all of the teams in the NFL. Where do they list? Like, we did power rankings early in this show. We yeah. did the top five. But if we're trying to figure out where Dallas is, how good is Dallas in the league? How good are they in the NFC? I don't think, even though they beat them, I don't think they're better than the Saints. Even though the Saints are doing weird things right they now between weird. them and the Buccaneers. That Bucks game was so weird. They need to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but they're better. Don't think that they're better than the Rams. No. I don't think that they're better than the Bears. I don't think that they are, I don't know. I Rams. Would, I would honestly have a hard time. I think they're better than Seattle, but not by much. I know. That game, Seattle's getting better as the season goes yeah. on, but Dallas has gotten better. So that's a really close one. And I feel like if it all depends on location, obviously the Cowboys are going to win the division. So if they play Seattle in the first round, they very well might. Yeah. If that happens, it's going to be in Dallas. So odds are Dallas is going to win that game. And so you give them credit there. So in the NFC, they are, what, the fourth best team? Yeah, I would say that So they're better than everybody in the NFC South except for the Saints. They're better than everybody in the NFC North except for the Bears. I don't know, though. Like, let's say I'm curious to see what Green Bay does uh, now without McCarthy. It's just kind of you get to. But for this season, <laughs> though, because the Packers are done. They're not making the playoffs. No, no. Vikings, now maybe. they fired. Oh, I, I, honestly, maybe. Flip, if they, yeah. If they, end up, if they end up 8-7-1, I don't, I don't know if that does something funky. I, I don't know. All, all, I'm, all I know is 
I still don't believe in everybody's everybody's new favorite trend right now is to say they're playing the hottest. There's some Super Bowl run talk going in here. And to be honest with you, I, I love it. Now, I mean, <laughs> could the Cowboys go and win the Super Bowl and get streaked? I mean, like we've seen that time and time again yeah. in the NFL. I'm not I'm not discarding that they couldn't do that. I mean, I just even when I was talking to you and Elliot. Like, I still can't believe that this team, as it stands right now, were one wide receiver. This either means a couple of things. One wide receiver has changed their entire outlook on their offense, which, by the way, still isn't that great. They make spectacular plays. Dak Prescott had an amazing fourth quarter. So did Amari Cooper. But I I still can't buy into this guy that now has 600 and... 47 yards in the air. I don't know how many touchdowns, six touchdowns since he's joined the Cowboys. Mm. Like, I, my mind can't wrap around it, and it's really not a bias thing. It's just going, I saw this team look horrible. Horrible. I saw an offense look horrible. Dak Prescott looked horrible, and then all of a sudden, Mari Cooper gets there. Things change. I'm not buying into these guys have everything figured out. The defense, though, has been playing consistent the same way they, yeah, the entire year. They've been good all and year. They've been really good and fast, and we've seen them. And again, James Seltzer's favorite coach in the world, Rod Marinelli, really does coach him up time and time again. That's why he's there. That's why he'll be one of the best DCs probably of all time. And that doesn't get talked about a lot. Like, he is a fantastic coach at what he does. So, between all of that, is that enough? Sure, but man, I watched that Bears game against the Rams. They're on a whole different level. Crazy. And they could barely crazy, score points. Yeah, crazy yeah. good. And that was with a horrible game from Trubisky as yeah. well. They gave the Rams a lot of opportunities and dominated them yeah. each time. I mean, that was that was a Super Bowl caliber performance. Yes. You look at that and they are really legitimate. So ah man, yeah, Dallas is a good team. They're they, a really good team. They've been hot. Yeah. Here's what I'll say is, for the Eagles, what we watched for them all year, we're waiting for this moment to click. And I thought we had it last week on this very show I was talking yep. to you about. It. I thought this was going to be the breakout game. This was when we see that identity from the previous week show up again, and and they establish who they are, and they play some good football and get going. Dallas figured that out mm-hmm. maybe five weeks ago. Just yep. about as the trade deadline was coming around, I thought maybe a week or two before the trade deadline – it seemed like they were starting to figure out what made them work. Then, on top of getting better and finding that identity, you add Cooper, and everything really fell into place at the right time mm-hmm. where they've taken off. And so, they are a good team. Are they a great team? No. Is ultimately the question here. And and no, they're not. That's the thing that I keep sticking to. And that might necessarily not matter either. You know, because of... We, I mean, there were there were things that we saw Washington do that we knew, like, this is not sustainable, but they kept winning games. Same thing with the Cowboys. They not, might not be great, but they keep winning football games, which mm-hmm. is, you know, I know the even that I trust in a lot of the different DVOA and analytics and percentages, all that. Maybe it doesn't have that, but well, this yes. is kind of how I do that. Let's talk yeah. about sustainability because yeah. one of the things that has been consistent for the last couple of weeks of Dallas Cowboys football is really long-distance Amari Cooper touchdowns. Yeah, oh yeah. Is that sustainable? Probably not. Maybe. I, mean, he's a, I don't know. He's a good player, but it just feels unlikely. Most good wide receivers, even guys like Julio Jones and A.J. Green and Mike Evans, mm-hmm. those guys will have big plays every couple of weeks. But for Cooper, it feels like every single week – 
the past couple of weeks, he's had at least one, if not two or three, explosive, really big plays. Well, and, and, and to me, I don't think it's just that either. This no, is it's not just unfortunately that. for all of us, and uh, you know, this is why. Like, I think you can consider the Raiders that old black hole adage where. If you get guys out of there, they'll be better. So get Derek Carr out of there. I'm sure he's going to have a fine career as a New York Giant, which I'm still I'm, – that's still my prediction oh, going man, into this thing. Oh, man, that's such a good fit. Uh, but um, they got all of Alabama Amari, Amari Cooper. They got all of it. The route running, it's perfect. The he separation, it's perfect. Like, he has not looked at all like he did with the Raiders. So this is – Kind of always that tough thing when we're sitting here laughing about it and going like, man, what a what a ridiculous risk that would have taken. And then it it's just there and it goes. And I'll say this and I'll hand it back to you. Okay. The differences between the Cowboys and what they had to do for their offense versus the Eagles and what they had to do for their offense, you had to find one playmaker for Dak Prescott. That offense doesn't go through anybody else in the air, right? Hardly. Hard. Now that opens up. Beasley. Now that opens up Gallup. Now that opens up the different guys. Jeff Swaim, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Jeff Swaim. But I kind of like Jeff Swaim. I hate to say it, but I like <laughs> yeah, Jeff Swaim a little did. bit. But now you have Zeke, who's, the, who's you know been, been Zeke and doing all those things, and now you have to go score touchdowns. Mari Cooper allows you to go score touchdowns. Putting Golden Tate into that mix of honestly of playmakers that you already have on offense is. Now we know is going like, oh, that actually made things a lot harder because well, you just did. didn't rely on, you know, Goddard. It took away Goddard and then you brought him back in and it lessens Tate and Nelson Aguilar. And now there's just confusion as opposed to there was nobody to throw to in Dallas. Now there is somebody to throw to to Dallas and you don't have to worry about pleasing a Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey, et cetera. All right. Well, let's talk about the Golden Tate trade then for a minute, yeah. because the major thing that I've been hearing about the Golden Tate trade is that basically shouldn't have happened. Third round pick wasn't yeah. worth it, and I couldn't disagree more. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You totally make that trade because yeah. the thing is, you have to go back to the way that we felt about this team at the time. Now, I thought coaching stunk at the time, but uh, and I also believed in the running backs a little bit. But the general narrative was that the running game sucked. You didn't have any talent back there, mm-hmm. and since you got literally nothing from your running games, so it was a bunch of scrubs and nobodies that you needed to add a receiver because by adding to that, you're basically you're not going for a balanced offense you're going all in on the passing game mm-hmm. and grow's going to be able to make it work that way he hasn't made it work with anything right and we've seen the running game that works it's proven out that josh adams has at least been capable he's i'm not saying he's good but he's capable right clement when he's healthy is capable so you can get some production from those guys it just doesn't matter it doesn't matter who was on this team they could have traded for amari cooper yeah and it wouldn't have made any difference it just doesn't matter when the coaching and the, and everything about this offense is just so messed up so I don't blame the Tate trade. If anything, I'm glad they did it because, God forbid, they didn't trade for anybody and we would still be making the excuse of they didn't add anybody to this team. No, they added a good player. They added a really good player in Golden Tate. He sputtered and died here. I think that's a real indicator when the guy is far worse here than he was in Detroit. Well, but when everybody... that's. That should be a good indicator for everybody, and I know we were going back and forth with it, but that's why pointing at the coaching staff here, I lean towards more than anything that's going on 
on the field. It's all a part of it. I still think they need to execute a lot better, you know, and that's that shouldn't be ignored at all. Yeah, execution. But when all of these guys, like Alshon doesn't look the same. Nelson Aguilar doesn't look the same. Carson Wentz doesn't look the same, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's on, that's on coaching. It starts at the top. And Vince, I mean, we had some pretty big news yesterday kind of drop in here with, uh, you know, I, I, the, the Minnesota Vikings have relieved <laughs> the duties of one John Filippo, yeah. who was always, always at the top of the list of like, that's why it's with Doug. That's why it doesn't work with Doug. That's why it doesn't work with Doug. And then it just became Frank Reich because he was having more success in Indianapolis. Um, yeah, DeFilippo is falling off a cliff. What do you make of all that, by the way? The whole thing is a really, it's it's a stupid and perverted situation. Yeah, that's per- perverted. A, yes, it, this is <laughs> this whole thing is screwed up, dude. Yeah. I don't like it because think about this. For the Eagles' standpoint, people want John DeFilippo in here and want him bad. There's a. I mean, after that Grow press conference, I can understand why. Yeah, he, that Grow was sucks. That was he sucks, dude. <sighs> Horrendous. He sucks. The guy sucks. He shouldn't be in that job. And the fact that uh. Filippo got fired, by the way, is a good indicator to me as any that Gross should have been fired. It's that time. People are letting people go. Get it. Get the hell out of here. Now, Can I just say this for a moment, well, though? What? Why you have? I mean, Minnesota's probably not going to make the playoffs at this point. Well, but I don't. But I don't know. Like they're still ahead of Green Bay. They yeah. still have an opportunity to be in the wild card. And you fire your offensive coordinator. Yeah, this is what the Carolina did uh, with their with with their staff. And you're just going, why? And then they lost. What? They're at six straight losses. I um, I don't I, I don't I don't understand it. That's all. It's your quarterback. Why it's the f- guy that it's the eighty four million dollars? It's not John DeFilippo. But it's hand in hand. It's the same thing we're talking about with Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. So I, I I look at it. and You got to change something. You can't change Kirk Cousins. You gave him a three year deal. It's right. all fully guaranteed. Can't change Wentz. Can't so change Doug. You gotta you gotta find something that yep. can make it work. And for the Vikings, they're going and firing DeFilippo. So now, so here's why the whole thing is screwed up. And I said perverted because when you're looking at this thing. You're an Eagles fan saying, we need John Filippo in here. John Filippo is going to fix a horrible offense. Well, we want to get a guy who just got fired. And by the way, he's been a coordinator twice now. He had one year in Cleveland, then they had a coaching change. Which he so, was really good in Cleveland, so by the way. So he was out there. But then he comes in, he gets 13 weeks, he had 14 weeks. He's a hot shot, young guy, offensive coordinator, and... They're saying he's the problem, and they fire him. So now we need to desperately cling and believe that this guy's going to come in and fix what has been a horrible offense, and that's just strange. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, I look at all this stuff with with DeFilippo, and uh, what's he going to do? Is he going to be the quarterback coach here for the next two years? Is he interested in that? Does Not Does he want to be a quarterback coach again? Because nope. nobody wants him here as an offensive coordinator. I don't want him as an offensive coordinator here. Well, I, you're, I don't. You're crazy. I would take him easily as an I, offensive coordinator I, I would here. try him over Grow because at this point, worst case, he's the same exact thing as right. Grow and you walk away. But he's not an ideal candidate to right. me right now. So Minnesota has pieces. The thing is, uh, and for those that might get their hopes up, listen, he's not coming back here. (laughs) Why? Uh, Let's just say that there are a lot of players that like him. Carson and him, I think, have a more mutual respect than they are like, hey, we're buddy-buddy. Okay. And, I mean, I know Adam Kaplan had said that before in the past, too, and he said it on Inside the Birds, which is 
Um, they'll be with us on Friday, and I'm sure they might have some more nuggets on that in general. But from everything that I kind of understood was a lot of the coaching staff was kind of meh on him anyway, like in terms of personality and mm. things like that. That's why there wasn't really a contract offered even just to kind of come back. I mean, so, I know it's a quarterback coach and all that other stuff too and, okay, but and whatever. But you, it, it, my my understanding was the Eagles wouldn't were not going to be interested in him being an OC even if Frank Reich had moved on earlier past that. So explain to me then, because the year before that, they locked him up. And they didn't Carson's, let him interview Carson's second deal. Yeah, they they wanted to keep that nucleus together. Like there was, that's what I'm saying. There was like, hey, so, we're going to make this guy. But they wanted to stay as quarterback coach. So fucking loose. So there you go. Yeah, so that's yeah. the thing. I I look at this whole thing, and we're trying to obsess about this guy to come in and fix the offense. When it seems like one, he wasn't good at the OC job when he had a good team around him, and two, nobody here wants him to be the offensive coordinator. So what? Like it, it's just a it's a weird spot to be in. It shows how desperate everybody is to find an answer to this thing because he's Let me a ask familiar you name. Let me ask you this. Was Pat Shermer a good coach? Not really, no. Okay, then then, then, then what are we talking about? Because <laughs> that, that's what I mean. Like, they didn't really have enormous success. I mean, Case Keenum might have might, turned right he back a into good, a pumpkin, right? He, well, had, he, he, had left. A, he had a good year, but before Case Keenum got the, 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 they'll go ahead in the nod like they were struggling offensively. And then whatever was working with Pat Shermer worked. And then he's doing all of that crap in New York. And great. You past three weeks. Sure, it's been good. Even before Pat Shermer got there, that Minnesota offense was not good. Like there is a constant philosophy issue with Mike Zimmer. Like this has been well known for a while, and it seems like they're clashing because oh, he's the next guy that's going to get a head coaching job in Easy OC, and he's just <laughs> excuse me making a pit stop run here. I, I would say that there is more going on. Here's what I want John D. Philip to do because I was talking to my good friend Andy over there at uh, in in Minnesota, okay. Andy Carlson, who runs uh, Purple for the Win. And he even suggested it, too. I want him to go to the Green Bay Packers. And I want him to fucking skull fuck the Minnesota Vikings every single year and be a head coach and then say, can I run an offense now with Aaron Rodgers? That's what I'd like to see next. If he's not here, so I'm Packers, fine with it. So Packers, yeah. listen to me. Hire that man. Okay, yeah. I mean, if they, want, <laughs> if they want to take that risk, good for them. That's a To me, that's a risky move. That is a risky move when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers at 35 years old. He's had all these injuries. That's a big risk. That maybe they do it, but it just—it's a hard sell for me. It's a hard sell to Aaron Rodgers to be like this guy just got fired by the division rival, thirteen games into his career there, and now we're going to have him be your head coach. Yeah, because everybody in Minnesota will be like, ah, ha, ha, that guy couldn't do dick, and then. 12 games in, they're like, why does this always happen? Why does everything leave Minnesota and become good? Maybe. I don't know. I'm banging on. Listen, when Alshon Jeffrey and everybody else comes out and said he's a fantastic coach, like that still says something to me about that. He I did guess. something Everybody here great. Everybody says something nice about the coach that they knew. They, they don't hate the guy, though, right? I'm just, Unless they hate just the guy. It was, if they're out saying that, as, isn't that? That's the other thing I thought, too, and it's probably reading too deep into it. But when Alshon and Nelson and... God knows who other many else are on Twitter. Be like, he's a great coach. We miss him, man. He's a fantastic guy. All of that, you know. I, I just kind of feel like that's uh, that says something yeah, about the current situation. Tory Smith <laughs> came out and said he was going to be a head coach soon, anyway. So, whatever. 
I don't know. I just don't think he solves the problems here unless he's the quarterback coach. No, he's and again, not. that doesn't seem like a realistic nope. solution. Yeah. So, John D. Filippo, it's just words in the air. Can we <laughs> can we talk about Washington, please? I want to just do something that's joyful, Man. and there's nothing more joyful than watching Washington have one of the most despicable games I've ever seen with Mark Sanchez at quarterback. Listen, Masterpiece. Josh Johnson. The era is back again, baby. It's crazy. How does that guy get jobs all the time? The last time he threw a pass, I think, was 2013. In uh, no. 2013. <laughs> oh, really? He was. He, I've been on a few NFL rosters in between there, but uh, yeah, I don't know I don't either. Think he's had a stat until in, since 2013. Oh my God! No, 2011. Oh my God. 2011. <laughs> it's, oh my God! This is horrible. He hasn't done anything. Since 2011, and this guy is still getting jobs all over the place. He's been out of the league since 2014, or he hasn't registered a single stat since 2014. So I'm looking at I'm looking at his stat list right and he threw now. Two touchdowns, right? Let's see. It's <laughs> down 40 to nothing, but still two touchdowns. Yeah, it's crazy. Or one, yeah, one touchdown and an interception. So, which is, God. But don't worry, he's still going to be part of the AAF League uh, in February. Yes. He's not still going to By the way, we're going to be coming to AAF podcast exclusively (laughs) once the offseason hits. As soon as the Super Bowl comes, we're not doing draft talk, we're not doing free agency, we're strictly an AAF show, so be prepared for that. AAF, XFL, all that stuff. You got your favorite AAF franchise yet, John? Um, I'm going to go with the, I forget. There's one in Houston. I'm going to go with that team. All right. I don't even know (laughs) what teams are in there. They announced the markets not that long ago, but Salt Lake Stallions, baby. Oh, there it is. Salt Salt Lake Lake Stallions. Stallions, uh, The San Antonio Commanders. Wait, who are the Apollos? Who is that again? Orlando Apollos. Orlando Apollo is a generated Madden player. If if, if O-Town opens up every single game singing the National Anthem, I'm in. Shout out to everybody who remembers Ota. Uh, I do. And now I don't even remember what song they sang. I don't remember anything they sang either. All right. Do you want to just go into that? Yeah, I'm going to go to yeah, No, I got, I got you right here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You pull it up. They got a nice picture. Oh, this actually, guy, you know what? You can, you can look bla- at those haircuts. Since we have the uh, the PC up, we can actually blast one of their songs. Let's just go right can into we? Is that- Let's go right into it right now All right. and just see what we Let's got Let's do some there. Motown. What is, the, what is the first Motown song that comes I don't know. This is some stupid commercial, and I'm not here for it. Let's see. Oh, yeah. All or nothing, right? Here we go. Yeah, this is a jam. This is a time. Timeless classic. We got to get through the ad. I'm, just, I'm not going to give them the, the publicity that they want. <laughs> if you want to be a sponsor on this show, you pay us, damn it! Yeah, Musinex, you suck it. I'm eating beans <laughs> out of a can, yeah. all right? Pay. <laughs> pay us. All right, let's go. Um, here we go. Some O-Town. Oh, yeah. This takes me back to, like, early high school dances, John. When I had no game whatsoever, I'm like, oh, what... What can I do to convince this girl that I'm not a fat creep that I clearly am? It's too late. It's too late. On your mind, that distant look is in your eyes. I thought that when you realized it's over, over. Can you believe you never got a prom date? Yeah, I know. I had, I had no shot of getting prom dates ever. You know, I was sorry. Yeah, they don't want me at all. I've got nothing at all. So anyway, the roundabout way of saying congratulations, Josh Johnson, right? Yeah, I guess that's 
That's the vibe of this show. Congratulations, Josh Johnson. You're back in the NFL for God knows, God knows why. And he's still better than Mark Sanchez. Yep. So congratulations to Mark Sanchez. Washington quit. Yeah, shouldn't Sanchez have to retire? Like you got benched for Josh Johnson. The same way that like the Matt Barkley thing and, you know, Peterman. Like that just hang it up. <laughs> what if what if the NFL made it a rule that Josh Johnson was basically like the hook at Showtime at the Apollo? <laughs> <laughs> if you ever lose your job to Josh Johnson, your career is over. Yeah, that's it. You got to get off. You got to get off the NFL stage. You are never allowed back in. <laughs> Josh Johnson came in. Get the hell out, Mark you Sanchez. Lose. By the way, uh, greatest Apollo showing ever. Bernie Mac's first appearance. You should definitely watch that. I will watch already. that. It is. I will watch that. You just don't understand. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers. It's great. Yeah, it's it's the it's probably uh, you doing Bernie Mac is great. It's probably one of the greatest comedy bits of all time. Wow, it is. That's uh, a go, sell. Pause right now. Go just Bernie Mac at the Apollo, and right. then go do. I'm going to sing O Town over Bernie <laughs> Mac. And that's that's the rest of our show. Yeah, that's um, it. All right, so yeah, here's what I love about this Washington blowout on top of Josh Johnson ending Mark Sanchez's mm-hmm. career effectively is that after the game, Jay Gruden's talking about his assistant coaches, and he says, <laughs> yeah, they're all safe. There's, everything's fine here. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, like, hey, uh, dad, we all look, just look. Just I would my, The press conference that I would have if I was Jay Gruden is just replay every touchdown that the Giants scored and just do that. It's like, see you next year. All right. Yeah, interception, interception, run for 90 yards, run for 90 yards. It was so bad. What he should do is he should have a uh, maybe a PowerPoint or a video behind him <laughs> where it's Sarah McLaughlin yeah. and it's just, and the songs, and you have like every person on the Redskins that's died this year, and yeah. they all just keep flashing up behind him. And In he just Mararium. points and goes, look, what am I supposed to do with this? I got nothing. I, I don't have my offensive line. I don't have my quarterback. I don't have my second quarterback. I don't have my receiver. I got nothing. They're just a, uh, did you ever have any professors or anybody that just like didn't come in and just played or did a video thing of themselves talking because they had to go? What? Oh yeah, I had I've that a never times. seen that before. Like that over is... the loudspeaker, wow. like sometimes the TA would come in and be like, "Sorry, professor, such and such couldn't make it today. Here is his lesson plan." And then as soon as he hit play, I just be like, "All right, whatever." I'm getting if, if you're you got a link to this video, yeah, I'll see you later. But, but we pay 10k to go to the school and you fucking bring it in a tape recorder. <laughs> All right, I thought that was just like a thing that they made up in the movies. You know, like, oh, yeah. But no, that actually happened. So Jay should do the same thing and just play the same things over and over. For the rest of the year. assistants are fine. We have a lot of injuries. I'm curious. You want to do a a friendly wager of sorts? Sure. All right. So let's see here. Washington, they gave up, what, 40 points? They gave up 40 points to the Giants, which is amazing. So congratulations to the Giants. Um, Washington is now riding a four-game losing streak. Yep. So they went from six and four to now. Uh, wait, how are they six? Oh, they were six and three. So they went from six and three to six and seven. Good for them. They've got three games left. Now they've got Jacksonville, Tennessee, and the Eagles, which are three complete wild card teams in their own way. I think they beat the Titans in an upset, and I think they lose the other two. Oh. That's my. That's what I. Yeah, like that. That would be fun. I've come to the belief that they're going to go zero and three. And here's my question: okay. I, I want to do a wager more of a over under. 
oh. on points that Washington allows. Ooh. Because that team quit. They were dead. Like, They're going to have Josh Johnson at quarterback <laughs> for the next three weeks. On average or like total? Let's say total. Oh, wow. How about this? Let's just do it 100 points over or under. Because I, I feel I mean, over. they can't. I mean, it'd be a yeah, it'd be a hundred and twenty if they give up forty each game. So a hundred is. We're talking about. I think th- that's doable. Thirty-three points in a game. Well, but the, oh, you know what? No, because they got the Eagles in the. Mm, okay, how about this? Let's say, let's say eighty. No, I, like I think a hundred's good. Like I would question it. I would say maybe. I don't know. Those teams are so bad, though. Yeah. Let's ninety. Ninety. Ninety is interesting because that's thirty per. Yeah. Ninety points. I'm going to take the over, and because I think they, I think they can give up 35 each. Okay, uh, so I'll take the under on this. So I'm going to root for Washington to give up less than 90 <laughs> points for the rest of the season. How do you want to settle this thing? Let's do it with. Uh, we'll let the we'll think about it. All right. Or uh, if you have, a, this? have yes. a good suggestion at Go Birds Pod or two six seven two four five sixty sixty six or as Vince likes to say. Two six seven cop. No, it's cop two whatever the digits are in the middle, and then O zero O O. I yeah. think is the man. That's just. It's a good thing you're not in marketing. That's okay. all. Yeah, I'm not good at that. Um. So. Yeah. All right. So we'll figure out a bet. Please let us know what the result of the bet should be based on Washington giving yeah. up ninety points. And let us know if you want it. You want in on it and take the over under. Maybe you can be a part of it too. Yeah. Shout yeah. out if you want to hop in and, and take yeah. a sh- uh, guess at it. Why not? So let's go Washington, baby. <laughs> I'm all in now. I needed a rooting interest because God, those games are going to be horrible. I don't want to watch them. I'm going to watch them anyway. Yeah. Right. And especially the Eagles game is just going to be. Oh, and that's the thing. I'll be rooting for the Eagles to not score in what could be a very meaningless week 17 game. <laughs> so I'll be the villain that week for sure as I am most weeks um, let's see I, I had something else I wanted to get to here let me just shuffle through my notes here oh here we go John talking about the Giants yeah this is a tough question the resurging Giants by the way resurging Giants is correct would you rather have the resurging Giants with a better record than the Eagles to end the season <sighs> yeah, actually, yeah, I, I'd love that. At this point, like, you know, because uh, unless I know we'll probably get into this Thursday. And by the way, if you want to come up and hang out, we got a lot of things going on this week. We're going to be at Mark's Jewelers in uh, Montgomeryville. Yeah, John's for, proposing to me. For, I am, uh, finally, after all these years. <laughs> we're breaking up with our girlfriends and we're just... We're just going we're at just it. We're just going to go for it. Um, and then... Uh, uh, on Sunday, we'll be at the tailgate at Mayfair from 2.30 to 4. Bill Berge is going to be there. Me and James Seltzer hang out. Corner of Frankfurt and Cotman. It's like a Christmas-themed thing that we're kind of doing there. So if you celebrate Christmas, want to come out and hang out, or just love the birds, we'll have a bunch of stuff to give away. But I would say if they don't beat the Rams, then I do. If they do beat the Rams, then I want the Eagles to have a better record. So this week's going to determine that. But I would love if the Giants finished ahead of the Eagles. Yeah, I would too. Because the other thing is, at this point, we did it on the the end of season show effectively against Dallas. I think this season's over. They're not going to make the playoffs. Even if they do, they're such stiffs. They're going to get their ass kicked in the first round. And so I don't want anything to do with it. I'm out. I'm thinking what's best for the team is to get that draft pick. And so when you look at this thing, if you have the ammunition, mm-hmm. which they do... 
you want to be ahead of the Giants anyway because you could pick a player that they want. And yes. on top of that, you're going to have that maneuverability. It's just better maneuverability. If you see a guy that's in the top 10 and you're picking 13th, it's going to be easier than picking 14th, 15th, whatever it is behind the Giants. And so you can go up and get that guy for less of a price. So, and they got to leap you. May, probably yeah. have to leap you and pay a bigger price, just like and you said. And make them pay. Yeah, 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 why not? Make them pay. If they want to get past the Eagles and go and get a player, they can do right. that. I don't trust their judgment anyway. Right. For the most part, it's not good. Say Saquon has been so good that it's the perfect deception for drafting a running back where they did. Yeah, and you know that's uh, they're they're probably I'll have the most interest in their offseason as opposed to anybody else in the division. Yeah, you know, and uh, and that's kind of goes back to the same thing when we were talking about Dallas. Like I I get it. Like I I I understand people are going to look at it and feel uncomfortable, but. I'm going to see what they do without a first-round pick. I am very curious to see what they do as well. <laughs> and then all the contracts and all that. The offseason for the NFC East is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. There's and, a and it's, lot of big moves. And to me, for every team this season, it is going to determine who is going to stay ahead by by all this. Like It's not just the Eagles that's most important. Washington's got to find a quarterback. The Giants probably maybe do, too. Maybe they find a head coach. I don't think they fire Gruden, but maybe. But maybe. Maybe. If he's a sad sack and, then, and they give up 100 points yeah. or whatever the bet is. And then 90. if they extend... Garrett along with Dak and, you know, they, you know, find a better number for Cooper's money next year and all. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, I love, I love people f- getting, falling right into, because even this, like, right, I love Amari Cooper. I always have. And it sucks he's that cute. he's in Dallas now. He's cute. <laughs> but, I mean, think about this, too. If you are basing all of these things, you did it already, but basing everything off of uh, these, uh, this fantastic run that they're having. Who knows? Is it's I I don't know. Maybe that's just wishful thinking that I don't hope it's it's not that sustainable. But it'll be a fantastic off season to watch no matter. Yeah, what. yeah. So we'll have plenty to look forward to, and we also some people look forward to every week. John, the movie vault. Oh, I was going to say burn the tape, but we can do that. Yeah, wait, there's no tape to burn. All right, we're burning the Eagles tape for the first three quarters. Yeah, Fuck them. They were terrible. Yeah. Now, let's go to... Yeah, got to get the movie vault in. Let's go to the movie vault, John. I went to Netflix, and I watched a movie that I thought was interesting when it first came out, but it was 10 years ago, and I was in college, and I just didn't go to the movies then. I was in the Bronx, and I don't know. I don't even think there was a theater really around. <laughs> Yeah, hey, who watches the movies in the Bronx? Yeah, we had a hoop on a stick, and that's how we entertained ourselves <laughs> yeah. in the Bronx. Um, so I didn't see it. Burn After Reading. Oh, it's a great movie. It was actually one that I didn't uh, enjoy in the theater and loved more on the second and third and fourth viewings. Yeah. It's worth those because yeah. it's so fast. And there's so much that goes on in such a short amount of time. The character's absurd. The acting is great. The yeah. cast is great. Uh, Frances McDermott, or McDormand, how do you say yeah, her Frances last name? Yeah, Frances McDermott. Yeah. yeah. She's awesome She's in that She's fantastic movie. in it. She's so good. I loved her in Three Billboards. Yeah. And Still haven't seen that one yet. Oh, Three Three Billboards is a weird movie. Yeah. Oh, I knew it's, that. It's Gotta worth, be ready for it. It's worth <laughs> watching. I didn't love it, but... I I'm still glad that I saw it. Yeah, yeah. So, she, but she was great in that. She, hers specifically was amazing in that movie. She was great 
in three billboard or I now say through burn it burn after reading her character's hysterical yeah. Brad Pitt is great John Malkovich is great it's just such a good movie it's chaotic it's crazy it's a Coen Brothers film and they've made so many great movies over the years yeah. so to finally see burn after reading man spectacular absolutely worth it and again it's on Netflix well J.K. Simmons he's just like I mean he doesn't have a large part in it but he's one of my favorite parts in it and actually between that scene when they're when they're both talking to John Malkovich like I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but it's just like it's their first attempt at trying to blackmail this dude, and then and Brad Pitt just fumbles the football so many times during the conversation, and then she has to finally pick up the phone and do all that stuff back and forth, and it's really just you know, it, it's a it is a movie that is about nothing that about is about nothing. everything. Yes, yeah. it is it is crazy and chaotic and yeah. emotional. In a like, well, not emotional, but for the characters, it's a very emotional yeah. set of circumstances. And George Clooney plays a nut job yeah, in that movie, which is awesome. He plays such a crazy nut, and I love it. He's yeah. he's spectacular in that movie as well. Surprise, George Clooney, good actor. Hey, fuck George Clooney. All right, I'm still Whoa. I'm still upset Whoa. about the Clooney dog. Fiery take. What what did Clooney dog do? In short, Clooney dog took away a national voiceover campaign that I was up for that I was up for oh he took your it was job. between me and him and they went with Clune Dog you were the final two and I wouldn't have been upset you in a room I wouldn't have been upset except he went on Letterman like three weeks later after I found out I didn't get the gig because he took it and said I would never take money away from a working actor and I flipped out and I go you lying piece of shit he how do you not know. take money away from a working actor if you get a job? <laughs> it's like you, do, you can't you do it to say everybody. that. It's you a do it job to where you get hired. Everybody getting hired for any job is taking money yeah. away from somebody else because yep. they're not getting hired for the that's job. Right. What is that? Would have been a lot of money for a 23-year-old kid. That's all I'm going to say. Wait, 23-year-old John Barcher was up against George Clooney. Yeah, and lost. For what gig? For Budweiser. You were going to do a Budweiser? He did a Budweiser campaign that like lasted from, or I guess I was a little older than 23, maybe 25. Uh, from it's been so long for spring, you. Spring, yeah, I'm an old man. <laughs> Bam! Spring baseball season into football season that entire year. My voice could have been Budweiser. Damn. But instead, it was used at a bar. Well, <laughs> how about this? How about this? Can we get... Now, say you did get the gig. Yeah. Could you give us a, a preview of what it would oh, sound I like I don't remember if how John Barchard was going to give us a Budweiser ad? Come no, on, you I, can do this, John. The, I believe in you. The Clydesdales will... Ju- no, I don't, I don't even know. Yes, I remember what this... I don't, so I don't remember. I heard the Clydesdales. I was like, yeah. I like my body tensed up. I was yeah. like, yes, let's go. <laughs> it was something like... Uh, um, I don't even remember. Uh, it, Just we've, like, we've lived through times in America, and da, da, da. it wasn't even that serious. Like, it was more natural. Think of the the summer baseball ads that they do, where it's just like baseball, boobs, America, <laughs> Budweiser, baseball, boobs, America. Yeah. You got to get like the Pat, but, the, Pat, the flubby cheeks. Pat Oswalt always had a great bit about that. It's just like you could tell the the fatter the person is by that by how they pronounce their bees. <laughs> Bob, give me a bowl full of. Box <laughs> pasta with a bread bowl full of alfredo sauce. Buh. Anyway, Budweiser. off the rails as usual. Again, yeah. would you believe that this is a show about the NFC East? Yeah i i don't I don't believe it, and I don't believe I'm on this show. I'm surprised you haven't kicked me off yet. So, I'm Vince Quinn. By the way, you can find me on Twitter 
at It's Vince Quinn. I'm also joined by second fiddle to George Clooney, hey, Mr. Hey. John Barchard. Thank you. And you can find him at John Barchard. Let us know. Again, we need your suggestions for the Redskins bet. What uh, Over under 90 points. I'm on the underside, John on the over. What should happen? You know, what's the result? What's at stake here? We would love to hear from you. And uh, the number is 267, then hit three anonymous numbers, and then <laughs> 6066. Good Lord. <laughs> I'll never learn the numbers. I re- at this point, I might have to refuse to learn the numbers because it's good for my brand. So there you have it. Again, for John, I'm Vince. We'll see you. somebody i was going to the supermarket the other day and there was somebody that was outside the supermarket with a megaphone <laughs> saying something about jesus or god and oh, yeah. god and all sure. that now there's a lot of that those people a lot of times people think they're insane and i don't think they're crazy necessarily but i will say this i actually have respect for those people because <laughs> of course you do i do i do because here's the thing most religions the goal is to convince people that your religion is right. Yeah. Like the world runs the way that your religion believes it. And so you need to convert people to the religion <laughs> so they're not lost to hell. Well, let so, me tell you, that is the worst way to do it. So it's it doesn't work. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't work. And and the average person is like, holy yeah. shit, what is wrong? with that, I would never. I'm pretty sure that guy tries to bust and takes my kids to school. Yeah. <laughs> It's so it's horrifying and off-putting for most people. Yeah, but there is something to be said for them actually being so committed to God and their religion that they will literally stand on a street and yell at people indiscriminately that they should convert to their religion. Nah, there's nothing cool. That doesn't. T- I mean, I could yell and scream about how great the Philadelphia Eagles are, and you should be a Philadelphia Eagles fan. It doesn't. Everybody look at me like I'm an asshole. But if you make it religion, it's like, well, well, then it's okay. No, you shouldn't be yelling at anything, any religion, any ideas, or anything at well, anybody. Actually, you Have should. Conversations we should about be it. yelling more ideas. Frankly. We should. You should. Well, but then it should be like, why aren't there enough s'mores or something fun? <laughs> s'mores. Well, we could. Do why that. can't we have beer and liquor in the same place? <laughs> that one is a good one. I would. I'd listen to that. I would get on the street corner and yell that. <laughs> I would do that. I just said I would just say, Dear Pennsylvania, why do we not have you beer and liquor in the same bit? store? Yeah, we we'll, should. We'll just stand in front of City Hall and that'll be our big thing. We'll set up a protest for beer and liquor in the same store. Fellow Pennsylvanians, join us on December twenty third as we you've heard of Festivus. Now I don't know, come up with it come up with a name, everybody at Go Birds Pod. That should be good. Yeah, let's I mean, if you are a Pennsylvanian, I'm serious now. Okay. I'm, 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 you want to start this? I want to know why we can't have beer and fucking liquor. First of all, you broke down, you finally put beer in grocery stores. But let's go. Come on. What's the deal? Online gambling, online poker, beer and liquor in the same place. Let's start with beer and liquor in the same I, place. I don't even understand the point. If you're going to let this people. money. You're and Quakers. Alcohol. You're Quakers. religious people. You're religious well, people yeah. shouting from the hills. So I'm saying and nothing against religious people. Oh, kind of. I uh, generally but, uh, <laughs> disagree with them on everything. But I'll but listen to you. I yeah. So listen to us. Listen to us. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Give us a shot. God here. is okay if I drink on Sunday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. or whatever hours well, you want to do. God is irrelevant in this case. It's separation of church and state. 
I'm not. I, I'm just saying. I'm not Catholic. Can, I'm not Christian. We I'm, all say those I'm things. I'm agnostic. Yeah, you know, so am I. But we all say those things. We obviously know where the laws come from. Come on. So, yeah, I know. And that's what's so garbage about it. I'm agnostic. I don't have anything to do with any of that shit. If you want to tell Catholics that they can't drink on Sunday or Quakers that they can't do this or that, then observe your own damn religious laws. Yes. But do it on your own time. Right. That has nothing to do with me. Allow the agnostics like Vince and I and many others to buy booze and alcohol in the same place. Yeah, can I What just, does it do? I just want to buy a you, what, damn what bottle of whiskey at Acme. <laughs> is that going to kill somebody? <laughs> if I No, you need I'll, to drive the extra 30 feet or 30 minutes or whatever. Like, it's so stupid. I will buy it in a separate aisle just like you tell me to or purchase separately because for some reason grocery purchases and alcohol purchases can't don't belong together for whatever reason. You know when you're from Pennsylvania too, or Philadelphia, or whatever, because like you go down to New Orleans or Virginia or something else. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot they sell beer liquor I in this know. convenience store, and it doesn't affect anybody. 